after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the best ones. We talk about the worst ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. It's pronounced Gordon. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Vives. Hey, Andrew. We're talking about egg sandwiches today. The old egg sandwich. The old egg sandwich. That means nothing to you guys. Uh, but for some reason in this household, for reasons I don't even fully remember... Genevieve and I refer to portmanteaus as egg sandwiches. So let's start from the beginning. What is a what is a portmanteau? That's really what we're talking about today. A portmanteau is the combination of two words into one word. So you've heard it a million times, especially with like celebrity names. Brangelina. Brangelina, Benifer, um Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado. Um, the Spork. Re- the reason it's called a portmanteau, a portmanteau is a French word for a suitcase. And it's like, you know, you put them both the words in the suitcase. Okay. So now let's bring this back. I don't know why I brought up egg sandwich. Oh, I do. But now we have to explain well, it. Yeah. Well, the re- we, we joke around that it's an egg sandwich because we were sitting at a brunch place, I don't know, a, f- a year or so ago. Oh, yes. In L.A. In L.A. Yep, and there was uh, an egg witch on the menu. And I said, kind of apropos of nothing, I guess, oh, it's a portmanteau. And And I I, didn't know what that meant. And you didn't know what it meant, so you assumed that I was just using a fancy word for egg sandwich. (laughs) I thought it was like a Frenchy egg sandwich. (laughs) Did you order the portmanteau? And that day, you taught me what portmanteau meant. Well... Portmanteaus are huge right now in commercials. So huge. Seriously, you and I usually (laughs) will find some sort of like kind of theme and talk about commercials related to that theme. What does Ira Glass always say? But um, (laughs) usually it's just some sort of theme that we... Each week we pick a theme. (laughs) Yes. That we've kind of sussed out or whatever. But this time I will say we were watching a commercial. I'm I'm not going to tell you which ones we're talking about yet. But there was a portmanteau related commercial. Basically... These companies are just making up words. And then all of a sudden, just like that, I said, that's a show. And we came up with like 17 examples on the fly of current commercials or ad campaigns that are using portmanteaus. So that is... It's a real zeitgeisty moment for portmanteaus. I feel that way. And I feel like you and I are on the bleeding edge of the analysis of thus of those portmanteaus. I suppose that's true. Okay, maybe that's overplaying it a little bit. Um, Also, I assume we'll be checking with the ad council. I did not... Take a peekaboo into that uh, mailbag today, but you did anything good? Um, yeah, a couple good It'd be things. Weird if you said no. Nope, nothing this week. <laughs> no, so we got we got some good feedback on some previous shows. I'll get into that. All right, well, let's get into words. Words don't come easy to me. How can I find a way to make you see? Now, I will say, we're calling this show Portman Don't. At least, I think we are, because yeah. I like that. Um, because I am not a big fan of the uh, of, of the portmanteau uh, trend. I don't, I, for the most part, I do not like them. I do not approve. Really? What's your, what's your sort of uh, underlying critique there? For the most part, I think they feel forced yet somehow forced and lazy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of my first association is with the first example I'll play for you right now, 
which it's not a there's nothing specifically irritating about this commercial it just every time i hear it i scream at the tv that's not a word and they know that that's the whole point i'm talking about southwest airlines now um this might have even been the one we saw on tv that inspired the show uh i'm sure you guys have seen or heard this commercial before it's got rashida jones the actress doing the voice here icona pop playing in the background and it's for southwest airlines they came up with the term transparency When did paying for airfare become so unfair? At Southwest, we do things differently. So differently, we invented a word for it, transparency. Transparency means we don't dream up ways we can trick you into paying more. No, it doesn't. It means respect. No, it doesn't. Because we don't just fly you, we like you. No, you don't. Maybe it's just my bias against I'm airlines say, in general, would, and maybe it's just my bias against Southwest. Southwest. They do not like us. Nobody likes to fly Southwest. It's true. I mean, that's a scientific fact. I think. I mean, I'd say it jokingly, but I actually think that their CEO has said things on the record like, "We know nobody likes this lining up in the ABC and you know not having assigned seats, having to fight each other tooth and nail for a window seat, but." Uh, that's how we do it cheap. So suck yeah, it up. Yeah, people like the price. I mean, yeah, I, I remember hearing something similar, just being like, yeah, no, we're we're selling our price. We're not yeah. selling uh, luxury. So I don't know if I'm being too hard on that. I just I just like yell Alaska, at the TV like every if time Alaska, I see that. Who we love. I love Alaska Airlines. Said like they coined transparency. I still wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like I it. I just I don't know why. I don't have a scientific reason for it, or even a well reasoned. Uh, explanation. Well, that is not acceptable because this is a very scientific podcast. Well, how do you feel about transparency? Are you suddenly some huge transparency fan? No, I don't particularly like transparency, but I I also tend to think that I'm a little bit, I'm I'm sort of um, influenced by the fact that I also don't think that Southwest is that 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 they offer a good product or that their their pitch there is very honest. Um, I don't know how I feel about portmanteaus generally. Um, I, think, I feel like you and I joke around. I feel like we're making them up in our own life all the time as a quick chuckle. Yeah, I think it's, you know, everybody, the the desire to, every time two celebrities start dating, you know, the rush to give them a um, a cheeky joint name is like, you know, everybody everybody's on that train. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of a, I do think it's kind of a moment thing with, with Not this Not just commercials, idea. but just portmanteaus. Yeah, I feel like it's a... It's something that on the other podcast, Luke and I do it like kind of all the time. As a matter of fact, I think we've backed off it. I've never talked to him about it. But for a while there, it was just kind of like it was always a quick, easy chuckle. Somebody would say something and then the other person would put those two words together and then you'd both like, when you do get a, a really head When you laugh. get a really good one that really works, yeah. it's very satisfying in the way that putting a puzzle piece in a puzzle mm-hmm. is. But often it's just be, it, lately it's overused. Yes. And, and so maybe that's why transparency and stuff doesn't work for me. However, I will say this. The reason I kind of set up my negative attitude about it is because I wanted to For zig dramatic over, tension. I wanted to zig over here so I can zag right here, which is um, we made a list of uh, portmanteaus a couple of weeks ago, actually, and then today I went back and refreshed myself on those commercials, and one of the first ones to pop to mind was the Sprint Framley plan, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, and I rolled my eyes at that the same way I did with transparency. Going back to these commercials. I would. I took a roller coaster ride of emotions with these today. I'll yeah. walk you. Trust me. I'll use a lot of words to walk you through all of my. So all these like wadded these. up tissues of your tears and yes, 
whatnot are lying around the house. Yes, yet also some uh, really happy crayon drawings I did when I was finally on the other side. <laughs> um, so the Framley plan, I have, I'm finally after that roller coaster of emotion coming out net positive on it. It's I a think. great cast. It is a great cast. I forgot that this has Kyle Mooney in it, one of my favorite comedians. He's like the weird guy. He's now he's like one of the weirder guys on Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, Judy Greer, whom we love. I totally did not remember that these guys oh, yeah. were in these commercials. And I'm going to play the one. I'm not going to play the origin story ad for you first. Instead, I'm going to play the one that probably most people are familiar with. I use a little piece of tape of it from the uh, there at the top of the show. And it's... Uh, it's Kyle Mooney playing, I guess, presumably like a teenage son, except he's clearly in his 20s or 30s. He's got a beard. And he's talking to his mom, who's Judy Greer, and that seems pretty much normal. And uh, and he's talking about his friend, who's, oh, his friend is Gordon, or Gordon, uh, who's visiting. And his friend is like this gothy guy. You hear the Cure music is playing in the background. And uh, the whole point of this is... Kyle Mooney doesn't want his weird friend or classmate being part of their family. Isn't Judy Greer also married to a gerbil? Yes. More on that in a second. <laughs> More on that in a second. So what you're going to... Okay. Well, no. Let me just explain the gerbil thing now. When I watched this commercial first today, I did not understand why at the end some sass-talking gerbil in a plastic ball rolls across the carpeting at the very end and says something kind of like... I don't know, coarse, sort of. Uh, and you'll hear that voice. So, yeah, the listener, you, the listener, should know that that is a gerbil. Um, okay, just take a listen to this, and then we'll keep on explaining. I don't want him in the family. The more people we have, the more we save. He already owes me money for, like, four pizzas. We all get separate bills. Besides, if you don't like Gordon, why did you invite him this weekend? I didn't invite him. He just, like, shows up. It's pronounced Gordon. Hey, let's go, honey. Those tacos ain't gonna eat themselves over there. You look great, by the way. Start a sprint family. Okay, yeah. So this was the first one I saw today, and I was like, I get the Gordon joke. I get, like, but I didn't understand who this gerbil was saying, we're going to go get some tacos. What I then realized by going back and watching some of the origin stories is, of course, the whole point of this is you don't have to be a family to take advantage of family plans. You can just bring whoever in up to 10 people and you save a lot more money on your phone bill. And they're illustrating that by having a very unconventional family. There's one where they're all sitting around the dinner table. The grandfather is an old African-American. Judy Greer is bleach white. Uh, her son is in his 30s, probably closer to her age. And as you mentioned, the the the, the father... I was going to say the patriarch, but I guess the, that would be the grandfather, but uh, is a gerbil. So then it all came together. Then as I kept on watching more and more commercials today, I understood these are recurring characters. And the whole point is it's a mission. It's a motley crew of yeah, a family. I always kind of liked this this campaign. I can take or leave the portmanteau, but I actually like the campaign It could because, again, the casting is really excellent and... I think they're pretty well written, and there's some really good comedic actors who are delivering these lines. There's a little girl that you see in some of them who would be like Kyle Mooney's sister, and she speaks French and also, for some reason, has little animated bluebirds that fly around her head like a Disney cartoon. It's like really offbeat. But here's why I ended up coming net positive on this, like you, Veeves, is because 
it actually all fits together really well. Mm-hmm. And even though maybe I'm a little bit over portmanteaus, the the concept is really cool, like just from a straight up like service standpoint. And then they came up with a campaign that really kind of illustrates it, that you're, it's no, no longer just your family plan. Just get 10 people, whoever the hell it might be. I think it's an unconventional sales pitch and that they did a good job with a campaign to address those the difficulties that you might run into and in trying to like sell somebody on this mm-hmm. on this idea i'll bet you any amount of money though that this did not that this was not a bonanza for sprint because i think people just simply don't even though they've gone out of their way to say like you get separate bills and it's not you're not financially obligated people don't want to tie themselves to you know sort of third yeah. Third degrees of separation in their cell phone even, plan. Yeah, because even if your friends... I bet you this was a, fa- a business failure. Yeah, like let's... Not for the commercials necessarily, but because right. of just the concept. Because like think of some of our closest friends, right? Let's say that... Uh, Literally, I would not want to be in a cell phone plan with any of you. And I like yeah, a lot right, of you. Yeah, right, I know. Uh, right now, so it, much. It, let's say our friend Libby said, hey, do you want to be... You guys want to be lines number no, two and three on my family I don't. thing? It's like... I love you, Libby, but no, that sounds very complicated, and I don't... And apparently, they do bill. I was reading into it. They do send separate bills, so they could bill her I know, down it's, in L.A. It's, and us up here, but It's still. irrational, basically, and if it really is, you know, if it really were $25 a month, it's, there's, like, every reason to do it, but no, thank you. Also, even though we wouldn't accept it, don't you think it's a little bit of bullshit that Libby never asked us? <laughs> Like, that would have been nice, right? Even, yeah. Let me just play one more of these. I'll play the origin story one where Sprint... This I assume this must have been the first one that ran. Uh, and I, I got to say, they win me over because the name of this commercial is <laughs> Meet the Frobinsons. It's going to save us a ton. Sprint can call it whatever they want. Come on. Framily is not a word. Is that- Okay, so uh, that is the father gerbil. Uh, kind of, I think, speaking on behalf of us, the viewer. Call it whatever they want. Come on. Family is not a word. Is the air from family or is it from friends? Or did they just add no? Forget about that. It's not a word. Dad, it's like spork or kitar. You're my father. I'm your friend. This is our family. <laughs> you can't mush words together like that. Uh, good, good. But you're having a brunch, Papa. Oh, guilty as charged. Daddy does, does love, love brunch. brunch. With rates as low as twenty five. The little girl said, "But don't you love brunch?" Which is obviously a portmanteau. Uh, more on that coming up um, because somebody has brunch is already a portmanteau within a portmanteau, and now somebody has added a third level of that. I'll explain later. Um, I, anyway, I like those. Uh, I will say one critic on YouTube did not like the first one I played for you. This is coming from Rogue Warrior, posted two years ago, said. Fuck gay-ass commercials. Sprint sucks dick, and Gordon needs to be smacked in the face with a giraffe dick. Gordon needs to be smacked in the face with a giraffe dick. (laughs) If you guys ever just want to waste a couple of hours, just start reading the comments. Not on, obviously, any YouTube video, but specifically, it's just a dumb Sprint commercial. And this is what people are doing with their time. If if you're a corporate, I don't know where, maybe this is just sort of a, a... you know, independently posted version of this commercial. But if you are Sprint or any company that is posting your stuff to YouTube, which is a great thing to do, like it mm-hmm. make you should do that because it's a it's a really easy platform. Why would you ever leave the comments? They're not usually on? posted by the actual company. Oh, I see. This is just like some this is just you know rando. somebody named Christina liked this commercial and so she posted it. You know, and I think that's the majority of. Uh, the majority of these. Do you want me to just take a really quick look? No, at the I don't want to go into the. I don't want to go into the cesspool that is 
YouTube commenters. I do see that Rogue Warrior is very much into... If life were a thousand... If people lived to be a thousand years old, life would still be too short for that. <laughs> He's very into gun videos and car videos. So um, He has a video surprise. that he likes called How to Super Clean Your Windshield. <laughs> Maybe I should get together with Rogue Warrior. All right. Um, let's see here. What else do I have? Uh, here? Oh, let's get right into the brunch thing. Jack in the Box now has a whole campaign, or at least one commercial, I should say, because I could only find I've seen one. A couple. Have you? Uh, for something they're calling Brunch Fist, which is like, I guess, a portmanteau of brunch and breakfast, except brunch was already a portmanteau of breakfast and lunch. And wouldn't breakfast kind of technically be a portmanteau because it was like, you know, you're breaking the fast? No, that's just called a compound word. That's just compound. I mean, I know what compound words are, but I wasn't sure. If yeah, I wondered where be... you were getting that third layer. Breakfast is not a portmanteau. You don't think so? You know so? I know so. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Jack in the Box, I uh, this one irritates me, but not just... Honestly, Jack in, the Jack in the Box marketers are smart. I can't remember what the new... Uh, do you remember what the new creative... Uh, 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 it, I know we looked, at, looked it up at one point, but I'll, I won't remember Yeah, here. I can't remember. Anyway, they've... You know, historically been pretty clever with their campaigns. I think that they know, like, calling it Brunch Fist is just a joke. You know what I mean? They know that certain, like, people are going to, like, be like, that's not a word, but, like, it's just going to... Right. Like, it's, it's specifically to poke pedants in the eye. Right. Exactly. So that's fine. I'm not, I mean, I'm a pedant, but I'm not going to take the bait on that one. Um, I don't like these ads because, I don't know, I don't like the trope of the the... The pregnant lady being very demanding of her husband. And then you'll hear in this commercial, she kind of holds him hostage by threatening to invite her mother-in-law I know. over. I, I almost included this in last week's show, actually, uh, of couples that you wonder why they're still married. So let me set this up for you. It's a, actually a weird kind of setup. I, I saw that they re-edited it different ways. In this one, it starts with Jack... You know the iconic Jack figure with the big round head uh, in the board in a board meeting, but it's clearly the middle of the night. He's still wearing his pajamas, okay? And there's a bunch of really tired-looking employees around the big table, and he's saying, "We need to come up with something called brunch fist." It'll be explained. Then um, somebody's like, "Where did you come up with this idea?" Then it says. 15 minutes earlier and we flash back to him sitting on the couch at his home with his wife in the middle of the night and she's just crazy she's pregnant and she's just craving some sort of brunch foods in the middle of the night and then that's how he got the idea and then they flash back to the uh, to the boardroom at the end so hopefully that makes sense take a listen hey guys i called you in because i just had an idea brunch all day every day brunch great where'd you get that idea well Sweetie, you know what we're craving right now? Crispy chicken and fried egg with bacon, like brunch. Brunch? But it's 8 p.m. and it's Tuesday. Huh. I wonder if my mother would like to stay with us. Should we get started? Who wants coffee? Introducing my new brunch fast menu with tasty options like... Uh, so, basically, when she says, maybe my mom wants to come over, then you hear that scary noise as a close-up on his face, because obviously he will now do anything to appease his wife, so he doesn't have to deal with the mother-in-law and I, his pregnant wife. I agree, it's loathsome, but man alive, does that croissant fried chicken I look know, good. we're both hungry. I'm pretty hungry. Um, so anyway, uh, that is a G for me. I do not like that commercial. This is not a cheese and G's. Okay, I'm just saying. We can still use the language. 
can't we? We can say it. <laughs> we can say it. <laughs> anyway, so it's not. It's actually not the brunch fist that bugs me. A uh, quick point that I mentioned before that other they did cut it. I think it might have been a little bit too confusing. They cut another one where it just begins with them on the couch, and yeah. then instead of flashing backwards, it just flashes forward. And they even like kind of changed the text on that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, we've talked about transparency, which is another G. <laughs> Um, and the, uh, let's see here. Kind of the final one, or close to the, near the end here, is I had totally forgotten about this, Veeves, and I was seeing... This is a classic. I was seeing Red today. This is from, I think, mid-2000s. Pizza Hut uh, released something called the Pizone. You might be asking yourself, what is a Pizone? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's also a question that is raised in this commercial. <laughs> One pizza, one pizzone. What's a pizzone? The pizzone. It's back at Pizza Hut. Now get any large pizza for your family and get a pizzone of your own for only... Okay, I want to apologize for the, the crackly sound quality. Your own for only two ninety nine. What's a pizzone? It's a big taste in a big folded pizza crust filled with cheese and luscious ingredients like pepperoni or fresh veggies. Everything deliciously sealed inside and baked to perfection. Plus marinara sauce. Just two ninety nine when you buy any large pizza at regular price. No one makes the whole family happy like Pizza Hut. So this is a Pizzone. So you hear the little kid there keeps on asking what a Pizzone is. It's a fucking Calzone yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It's a Calzone that they just created a new name for. It's not a It's pi- not even it's, a portmanteau because it's not a pizza and a Calzone no, combined. No, it is a, that's an abomination of a portmanteau. It is simply a Calzone that they have somehow stuck a P on because I guess they're Pizza Hut. I guess that, that I wouldn't suggest doing it next week or anything but we're dancing really close to a whole different topic right products that are basically selling something that has a common name but they just brand it with some invented word like a mcmuffin like a mcmuffin Which uh, is- yeah mcdonald's does that cotton right, Mc- right. Mc- i mean do they call their pies mcpies probably i don't isn't even there, know isn't the, it's the mcrib right McRib, yeah. So the, the, all the McDonald's ones are obvious, but I'll bet you there are other uh, products too where we all know something as its common name, but people try to put their own spin on it by yes. naming it something else. Let's keep an eye out for those. If you guys see anything like that, uh, hit us up on the Facebook page or email us after these messages show at gmail.com. Uh, I think we should wrap this up now. Just a quick mention of. Um, uh, something that you reminded me of, Veeves, is that Snickers had a whole campaign based on a language they invented, kind of portmanteau-esque, called Snacklish. That was the name of the language. I didn't even know that they had that it had its own name as a language. I was doing a little research on it today. It actually started as an outdoor campaign with billboards and... Uh, and like taxi. And ta- yeah, like they had a... Um, they would put advertisements on top of yellow taxis uh, By the way, said the, apropos of nothing, um, Snacksies is pretty funny. Um, there, see that that one wins me over because it's like, yeah, I mean that one, and they took this campaign, which was just out in the real world, and it was so successful. I guess they did a bunch of like kind of uh, kind of uh, polling and stuff on it, and they're like, it works, so let's turn it into a TV commercial campaign. And when they did that, they said, let's take it a step further too, and just like really try to like treat it like this is a new language. Mm-hmm. I got to say, one thing that struck me when I was looking, I was looking at some photos of the uh, Snacksies, uh, and that, the the Snickers brand colors, the brown yeah. with the blue and white writing, is you could write anything, anything in, those, in that font and those colors, and my mind goes to Snickers. I, it's just one of the most successful 
um, brand branding that that I think any any product has ever done. And it, yet a bit of a sleeper, right? Kind of a sleeper. Because until but, this campaign, you didn't think about it. But you see that, I didn't even mention that, you see the thing, it doesn't say Snickers anywhere right. on it. It just says Snacksy. But with the brown blue font, yep. and it is unmistakable. Yeah. I just think it's just such a successful um, branding you know, long time branding campaign. Uh, TBWA Chiet Day New York came up with the concept, both the uh, the print one outdoors and the TV. I'm reading one. ahead. I already love half of these. Um, th- just the examples. Yeah. Uh, the basketball great Patrick Ewing becomes Pratt. <laughs> Patrick Ewing becomes Patrick Chewing. Uh, Rap Master P, you combine him with a peanut, and um, and then he turns into Master Peanut. Um, let's see here. Uh, Snacksy, you had Peanutarium for Planetarium. Uh, Chompensation. Chompensation is my favorite. Compensation. I guess we get the commercials themselves. I'll play one of these. Don't work that great for me. They feel, as you might guess, like they're really stretching. Um, I will start with the um, the uh, what was this one called, uh, uh, Sir Snacks a lot. So basically, the the theme seems to be it's some sort of a scene going on with action, but the person eating the Snickers is not the person at the heart of the action. It's always like some sort of like kind of slack jawed looking like teen or something like that just like eating his snickers while something is going on and then at the very end you get the payoff in this particular one you see some sort of like knight of the round table in medieval days like fighting a dragon that we don't see and there's this kid in modern dress behind him just watching the whole thing eating a snickers come on dragon Slay dragons with Sir Snacks-a-Lot. So that's Sir Snacks-a-Lot. I think the more successful one was very, very similar. Kids eating uh, uh, Snickers on a playground. And this is the Patrick Ewing one where he comes up and just slam dunks in front of the kid so hard that it just smashes the backboard. Patrick? What's up, Ryan? Ah! Oops. Get dunked on by Patrick Chewing. So don't they feel a little bit like a stretch? Like they what feel the sort of like sort of loose. Um, I could swear, and maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe this was a Jack Links or something. But I thought there was a whole campaign around like the idea of ha- like there was a hangry. Oh yeah, campaign. we never talked about hangry. That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, what was the hangry commercial? I know there was a Jack Links, but I feel like a, a couple of brands have used. Are hangry. we let- so we're letting um, uh, feed your. Wild, yeah, you're right. They're jacklings. Let's want to play one of those. So, do you think that they invented hangry? No, I don't. I think they're they're uh, drafting off of the just the invention of hangry. Are you are you kind of conflating hangry with um, the more the more recent Snickers uh, campaign where you have like you're not you when you're hungry? Yeah, maybe. So that one is like I never claimed to be a super genius. Wasn't one of them like um, Roseanne Barr is like it's making- a bunch of like they they have any uh, any a bunch of celebrities and uh, people acting in the character of those celebrities and then they have a Snickers and suddenly they're normal again. Yes, and so it might be like Roseanne Barr is like chopping 
down tree. I'm probably conflating on myself, but like let's I say Roseanne she, I Barr. I think is she's a, a, like a coach in a football game. Okay, and she's just like screaming, and she's just like out of her head, being very like acerbic Roseanne Barr. Then somebody's like, "Hey, coach, take a bite of the Snickers." You're not and you then, when you're hungry. Yes, he, he, she takes the a most, bite. Then she's like a normal looking coach. The most famous one of those, Barr. I think, because it's pretty star studded, is one where Willem Dafoe plays. Yes, that's Marilyn Monroe on the great on the over the subway grate. And uh, he's being bitchy. And then they give him a Snickers. It turns back into Marilyn Monroe. And then Eugene Levy, of all people, is underneath the subway grate yeah, with the fan. Yes, and that is what makes no sense to me. That You always kind of preach the... Uh, the let's stick to one joke yeah. kind of <laughs> with a commercial. That one is, especially with Eugene Levy, they must have just had the, you know, they, I think it was a Super Bowl ad. So, hey, yeah. let's put some more, some more stars in here. And it doesn't Classic make error. sense. Yeah. Like, even having Willem Dafoe playing another celebrity, I think, is too many layers. It's like, it should just stick to the original simple plan. We have kind of famous people who are famous for being acerbic playing the role of just average Joe, you take a bite and then you're average Joe again. Right. They like tried to do that's... one with Johnny Football, with Johnny Manziel, where oh, right. he's in a he's in an aerobics class acting out of character for him and then they get him a Snickers and then he becomes he stops being aerobics Johnny Football and becomes Johnny Football. I forgot. And now about he's that. Johnny Clipboard. <laughs> he's not even Johnny Clipboard. He's he's Johnny. Now he's Johnny Unemployed. He's Johnny Extension Campus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, not that there's anything wrong with Extension Campuses. Um, I'm going to play this one. Yeah, it, I think this thing was hot at the beginning of his first season with the Browns, but like quickly went away well, as, as he, did he imploded. Yeah, yeah, let's see if. Come on, gang. Work those thighs. Who's got a pelvis? Now do some arm circle things. Add a little jazz to it. Now, now, do, now do this. Now let me see you boogie. Okay, so that's Johnny Manziel leading the class. Can I just say, it's kind of a shame that Johnny Manziel was such a dickhead because he has a lot of charm here. I think if he, you know, he actually kind he of... He a lot of charm here? I think well, I think he fine. does a nice job with this, with this role. I guess. Which actually kind of... I mean, we've talked at length about football players and their acting abilities like he's not he's far from the worst but this one also doesn't make sense to me because okay so johnny manzel is uh, teaching the it like it, it goes against the grain of the punchline of the other jokes right, right? what's my name johnny jam boogie hey man eat a snickers why because you're johnny football better better so he takes a bite, and then he now Mantel's wearing his Browns uniform again, and he's, he's no, no longer, longer Johnny Jams. It's still kind of a, I mean, it kind of makes sense on its own, but I just, it bothers me because you're setting a rhythm for a specific setup punchline, setup punchline, and that's how campaigns work, I think. And then as they get more and more complicated, or you get some famous person, so you kind of start reverse engineering to get that person in there, it, I don't know, it irritated, that commercial always irritated me, but... Johnny would it Manziel have worked, also would it have worked me. for you if if the other Browns player who gave, gives them the Snickers had come in and it was Jane Fonda leading the you know or like or Richard Simmons mm. let's say Richard Simmons is a better mm-hmm. better idea Richard Simmons is leading it because he's like workout guy 
and he gives him and he says and and it doesn't make sense because he says here have a snickers you're not you when you're hungry and then he becomes johnny football maybe but it still doesn't make sense because the the original concept was fish out of water no you're angry you're hangry that's what you're talking about. Yeah. You're like you're you're Roseanne Barr and you're yelling too much and you're too you're, right. Uh, like, like, then you take would... a bite and now you calm down and you're a normal person again. The joke was always get these people who are known who are for cranky, ten, cranky right. uh, temper tantrums. You're right. Not like boy, you know what? Sometimes when I'm hungry, I start leading a yoga class. You're totally WTF, right. WTF? I say to that. Thank you. I love hearing that. And um, while we're back on portmanteaus here for a second, here was the um, hangry hacks. Uh, Jack Link's Jack commercial. Link's Jerky presents Hangry Hacks. No, you're stupider. No, you're stupider. No, you're the stupidest. No, you're the stupidest. No, you you're are. the stupid. No, you are. You are. These are um, kids, of course, on a road trip in the back seat. The parents are in the front seat getting sick of this. No, no, no. If you don't quiet down, we will turn this car around! <laughs> so she's obviously flipping out. The mom, she's reached her boiling uh, point, but then... I guess it kind of like a, a break of glass in case of emergency bag of uh, Jack Links pops out of the, uh, what do you call that, console of the car. And head to the nearest reasonably priced hotel with a pool. And a bar. And a bar. Hack your hangry with not, Jack Links. Not the worst execution on that. I, I don't generally like Jack Links commercials. I actually yeah. kind of like that one. Is that the one, am I confusing or is Jack Links the one that has the whole backstory about the feuding family? I think so. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got for Portmanteaus. Anything else you want to throw on the fire, Vives, or should we uh, check in with the Ad Council? Let's check in with the Ad Council. Oh, and send us any Portmanteaus that... Uh, that, yeah. you've, that you've noticed. We, I mean, specifically in commercials. I yeah. know we're missing some. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. I tried to sing along and I messed up the lyrics. Only the echoes of my mind. That's embarrassing when you do it by yourself. And I just did it on a podcast. I hope I didn't do it too That we uh, play every week. <laughs> this is our 68th episode. I've heard this song at least 68 times over the past 68 weeks. All right, what's in the old mailbag? Well, we had a, uh, a note from listener Patricia, uh, and I think this is kind of in response to um, our our conversation about couples um, and their relative likability mm-hmm. um, in in commercials or unlikability or unlikability. Yeah. And and Patricia has a point of view about two ads, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let her speak for herself here, and then I'm then I want to talk to you about them. The first one, um, she says, I'm noticing lately how critical casting is to the appeal of an ad. Compare and contrast. So this is the one that she likes. She says, I literally want to marry these two, relatably attractive, genuine and down to earth, and her turn and smile at the end is so cute. So this is a um, commercial for OfferUp, which is kind of like, I guess it's like a Craigslist or something, or sort of like, what's that one where they... I want to talk about those during Yeah, we've had a couple of of listeners write in about... uh, let it go. I think. Let it go. Good. Yeah, but we'll yeah. so we'll talk. We'll save that for another episode. This is for offer up. So why don't you play? This is a young couple standing in front of their cute uh, clabbered house in, in their yard, um, talking about moving in. When we moved, we didn't have anything, so we used offer up. We furnished our house with awesome things our neighbors were selling, and we got to know our new city. Now we have furniture and friends. Get the app and find what you want right where Pretty you Pretty cute, right? Yeah, I probably would not. I could probably see that commercial a million times and not even remember that I'd seen it. Yeah, for me, it's a little forgettable, but I certainly have no beef with yeah, it. Yeah, watching it there specifically, I have absolutely no beef with it. It's okay, cute. so 
Dun dun dun. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Okay, so now that's that's the example. That's that's gallant. And now it's time to get in some so goofy territory. Well, this is Patricia's goofus. Okay. So I want you to play. So let me set the scene a little bit here. Um, first of all, this ad is a furniture porn for me. But there's a young, oh, there's yeah, a couple, probably a middle-aged couple, about our age, probably to be frank, like early forties. They look like mm-hmm. um, not unlike me, bearded, little red-haired, little rotund. Yeah, you know they. Uh, if I if balding. I was if I was well, the, the guy got, does kind of look like you. The woman does not look like me. They're sitting in this very nicely furnished mid-century modern room across from a, a bearded guy with glasses um, who's their financial advisor and he's talking to them about their nest egg and they're kind of discussing you know what their investment strategy should be and let me just quickly say that Patricia's take on this is quote I don't care what happens to their fortune <laughs> okay I realize that uh, that a hundred thousand dollars is not exactly a fortune <laughs> 103. 103. Okay. Well, let me ask you guys, how long did it take you two to save that? Oh, a long time. A long time. Then it's a fortune. Well, I'm sure you talk to people all the time who think $100,000 is just pocket change. (laughs) Right now, we're just talking to you. I told you we had a fortune. (laughs) Yes, you did. Getting closer to your investment goals starts with a conversation. Wait, who's got, if anything, maybe a little bit of condescending. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not condensation. Condensation. Is this what happens to newscasters? I feel like there's nothing I can say here that won't (laughs) exacerbate this problem for you. Maybe the financial advisor is being somewhat condescending. I I actually have to really disagree here with with the assessment. But I also think that it's a function of um, age and in terms of relatability, Although I think the couple in the first ad is cute, I can't relate to them at all, but I'm at a very different point in my life. You want to know mm-hmm. what point in my life I'm at? You're looking I, at your retirement. I'm looking at my retirement, and I'm having exactly the same conversation that this two, these two people are having, and I like everything about the mise-en-scene in this ad, as I, I said. Think the word you're looking for is condensation. Right. Um, like... I, I just think this is very telling, and I think it's an, that's why why I wanted to include it in the in the council, not because I think Patricia's wrong. I just think this really speaks to perspective. Maybe I'll I'll say Patricia's wrong. <laughs> I uh, I mean I'm going to play the very end again. It's Patricia, very just visual. for the record, I didn't say you were wrong. I said it's a matter of perspective. I actively am trying not to suck up to the listeners. I feel like you suck up to the listeners a little bit much, and we could have a little. That's bit why more. I'm the favorite. Yeah. At the very end, though, when because I was all geared up, ready for some (laughs) negativity in this ad, when she says, see, I told you I had we had a fortune and the husband looks at her and there's a bit of a pause. And I was waiting for him to be smarmy or dismissive or somehow just slightly rude to his wife. But he looks at her for a second and then his face changes and he, and he, a, a, and it's a realization filled with empathy yeah. it's filled with like a realization and an appreciation of his wife and he says you did yeah like there's nothing sarcastic about it i'm just gonna i know that doesn't help the viewers and let me just say let me let me, again, let me again and towards my argument to my argument about perspective there are there are plenty of financial services ads that are a, a cut or a notch or two above our financial situation where it's like someone who's just like rich beyond his my wildest dreams and he's trying to decide whether he should get the 40 foot yacht or the 60 foot yacht mm-hmm. in retirement yeah, and i'm like yeah fuck you right to right, death, right. Basically. <laughs> right. No, sorry I'm with you on that yeah you know but like 
so but so I really think this is so this is so interesting to me from a marketing perspective because it's all about who are you talking to and you know who they're talking to they're talking to us mm-hmm. just like that they're, they they like they, within the income bracket and everything right yeah uh, so let, let me just get to this look again Camille. I told you we had a fortune <laughs> yes you did he's like totally like and he's also his, his expression there's a little bit of um you were right. Yeah. I was wrong. And like, which what's also sweeter? is that's hugely your, that's like, appealing. I was going to say that's your literally my favorite <laughs> that's thing. That's your favorite thing in the world. All right, Patricia. I'm so sorry that you're so wrong on that. <laughs> uh, what else we got, Patricia? I would love to hear back from you. I think this is an interesting conversation. Um, all right. So moving. Sick of Patricia and her <laughs> shit. It's really real swear filled episode. Sorry, I know. Kids. Sorry, kids. I know kids love commercial podcasts, <laughs> but this one's inappropriate. Um, okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is just a quick note from listener Noah uh, responding to the Super Bowl ad that uh, Rosen liked so much about Spuds McKenzie, the uh, ghost ghost dog. <laughs> yes, which, by the way, when it was slated as ghost dog, they were going for a totally different thing at yeah. first. <laughs> Jim Jarmusch was like, I'll do this, but do you want me to? <laughs> There's a Super Bowl ad I would definitely yes. check out. Uh, he just notes uh, a quick note. My favorite part of the Spuds Super Bowl ad was that the house they drop him off at is uh, number nineteen eighty nine. Oh, that's the address. Yeah, that's great. No, I accident, love that little I'm nod. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, great. Uh, okay, this is one of my favorite um, ad council responses because it begins with, um, "I totally agree with Genevieve." Oh, those are your five favorite words. Those are my five favorite words. Uh, this is from listener Holly. She says, "I totally agree with Genevieve." That the husband in the WGU spot was supportive. Now, for those who may not remember, WGU, uh, we talked about this in the um, commercial, uh, in, in the show about uh, couples and whether or not they're kind of sniping at each other. Mm-hmm. Andrew, and this was about a woman who was considering going back to school online through WGU. And Andrew, you felt that the husband was dismissive when he said, listen to the owl, spokes, the spokes critter. Mm-hmm. And kind of rolled over and went to He's sleep. He's really cranky. Well, that was your read on it. My read on it was more like what I'm about to read from Holly here. Um, she says, I read into it that he's been trying to convince her that she's worth the money it takes to go back to school. This is probably based on the many conversations I've witnessed between my own mom and stepdad, with him eventually getting exhausted trying to convince her that it's okay for her to do something for herself. Maybe whoever wrote the commercial had parents with a dynamic like mine, so they didn't realize how unappealing it would be to somebody who didn't have that background. Okay, listen, Holly. <laughs> you and Patricia and Genevieve <laughs> can all go buy well, an I, island together. I disagreed with Patricia. Uh, I Respectfully. Know. Um, no, I don't. That's a good point. By the way, this is probably not uh, that interesting. But, you know, I've seen all these ads for WGU, and I meant to look up, well, what is, like, what does even WGU stand for? Because it, it clearly it's a for-profit, you know, college or for-profit university, but it's got such a state school name, and mm-hmm. that's obviously not on, on, on accident. And I was riding my little uh, scoot about, my little scooter around town a lot of bus the other wraps day. And G- and yes, and I'm right by the University of Washington, and can... This raises a different question that we don't have the answer to, but I wonder: Can you yes pay extra to choose what uh, what bus routes your ads go on? I've been told that yes, and I've actually um, heard from administrators who I won't name at the UW that it's a source of annoyance to them that WGU targets the buses in our 
That would make sense because I'm on my scootabout and I'm right outside the um, the, uh, the 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 campus there. And every bus, I'm sitting there. And you know how bus ads are huge when you're just on a bicycle or a little scooter <laughs> yeah. and you're next to the bus and you look over and there's this giant owl face. And then really what would be tiny little uh, letters, except they're huge to me because I'm right next to the bus, it says uh, Western Governors University. So if anybody's curious, that's what w- WGU stands for. It doesn't mean shit. It just means they can call themselves WGU, and so it sort of seems like it's a state university, Absolutely. so they can rip you off. Oh, it's, probably. it is. Like I don't know much about WGU, but I don't trust that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't want to cast aspersions. I don't know what their deal is, but yes, they they are definitely targeting a state school attending or potentially mm. attending audience. Yeah, and just sending these uh, these billboards just swarming around the campus. All right, and then our final piece of feedback is from listener Aaron. And I had said, I had speculated in last week's episode when I talked about how much I like the Harry's ad. Also, thanks, Patricia. Um, I, how much that, that Harry's um, Razor's Origins ad mm-hmm. I thought was so effective and such a good storytelling. And I said, I think some, some comment like, I don't think they're really targeting women, and they ought to because we pay the, the pink tax. Um, and listener Aaron writes, on the Harry's Razor's ad, I've never seen a video ad like this, like the one we talked about. But in my Facebook ads, I sometimes see Harry's Razors come up with a message like, tired of paying the pink tax? So I think they are trying to target women, but definitely as a second tier Me Too sort of category. What is the pink tax? It's the idea that, um, you know, because you pay for a razor that has, you know, I mean, it's not always pink, but like that razors have like a bunch of, they're sort of like colored for women Mm -hmm. and, you know, feminized, that they cost more. That's true. I, yeah, I mean, and so and this is something that goes true. well beyond razors. This is something that's just a. There are some other product categories where I think that is true. Yeah, dry cleaning that's is one. Interesting. Um, and Michael uh, uh, piled on there, uh, saying, "This is up from Facebook, saying, yeah, maybe they need a sister brand called Harriet's." Yeah. So free like idea, that. Harry's. Yeah, or yeah, or just keep yeah. Make up true. a sister. Yeah. Just like suddenly, Ooh. like Andy or whatever that other dude's name is, can be like, right. oh, and I also had a sister uh, named yeah. Harriet. Oh, uh, turns out we had a secret sister in the <laughs> attic all along. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can all right. Let's get out of here, Veeves. Uh, what are we going to go eat? What did we talk about that made us so hungry? Oh, we're going to go eat some brunch fist. Some brunch fist and some pizzones. <laughs> I got to say, that's the other thing about that is I love me a calzone, except sometimes they throw a ricotta cheese clump in there, and that's gross. But you give me a, a calzone without ricotta. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, join our Facebook group at Facebook. It's uh, called After These Messages. You should be able to find it. We have an email address. It's After These Messages show at Gmail. And can I make a special plea? Um, not that I don't love the uh, the Facebook interactions, and I get a lot of our feedback from there. But I also love getting your emails, and they've been kind of slowing down lately. So what don't, about the V-mails? Have don't we even stop. been checking the voicemail line? We've got, we've got a few V-mails, but like, sent, keep sending the V-mails. You can send those at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. 
and uh, throw us an iTunes review if you got a few minutes. That would mean a lot. That would really mean a lot if you guys or can give us some ratings tell a on, friend. Uh, on iTunes or yeah, yeah, maybe spread the word. I mean, we know that we're your favorite podcast and sure. we know how much you love us and it means a lot to us. Share the wealth a little bit. Get your, <laughs> get your family involved. Get your family on this tip. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, son. I'm Pisces.